This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Facebook probably owes you money. I'll tell you how to get it. And the AI assimilation of society continues this time with Snapchat. This is Propaganda Report's Drive Time News Blast. I am Brad Binkley. This is going to be more of a mini show today because I wanted to make sure I told y'all about this first story specifically. I'm hoping to maybe do another show later this evening if everything goes as planned. Hopefully, we'll see how the day goes or the rest of the day goes anyway. Oh, a clip of me from a show last week was included in the end of show mix on the No Agenda podcast yesterday, which is... An awesome podcast, and I'm honored to have been included in that. It was me talking about the Dalai Lama, the tongue-sucking situation. I'm not sure how they got the clip, but I'm guessing that one of y'all sent it to them. And whoever did it, thank you. That was super cool. Like, really, that was awesome. Thank you. So, oh, also, thank you to Scoggy Claws for alerting me to the clip as well. Okay, I want to start today with, instead of an awful story like most of the news usually is, I want to start with something that could actually make you guys a little bit of money because Fox News isn't the only big company who agreed to pay over $700 million in a legal settlement this week. Meta also did. That's right. The company formerly known as Facebook has agreed to pay $725 million to resolve a class action lawsuit related to user privacy. And that's not even the best part about it. The best part is that if you are a U.S. resident who had an active Facebook account between May of 2007 and December of 2022, you can get your hands on some of that meta money as well, just as long as you file a claim by August 25th of this year. The lawsuit accuses Facebook of granting Cambridge Analytica, we all remember them, and other third parties access to private user data without user consent. If you want to submit a claim, you go to www.facebookuserprivacysettlement.com. Again, that's www.facebookuserprivacysettlement.com. And then click on the Submit Claim tab at the top of the page. Then just fill out the info forms and choose how you want to get paid. You can go with direct deposit, prepaid gift card, Venmo, Zelle, PayPal. Personally, as someone who was victimized by Facebook, like like all of us were, we're victims to them. I would like to be paid in silver dollars and I'd like it delivered to me in a purple crown royal bag. By Mark Zuckerberg himself. But apparently that's not an option. That's how I want to be made whole, and they won't even let me have it. The form doesn't take long to fill out, and it's like email, name. It's, if you're worried about giving them the information that they're asking for in the, the claim form, they already have that information if you're eligible to receive the money, so you're not telling them anything that they don't already know. So I don't know how much money people will get. It's probably not going to be that FU money. We're, we're all hoping it might be, but they did have a, another settlement that they had to pay people in Illinois. I think it was last year, and it was like a $600 million settlement. People got like 350 bucks or something apiece. I think it's probably going to be more people filing this claim, but who knows? Maybe it's 50 bucks, maybe it's 100 I have no idea. I think that the amount of money that each person gets is, yeah, it says here, it's going to depend on 
how long they had a Facebook account and how many total valid claims are submitted. So let's keep our fingers crossed that only us submit these claims. And if you want to retain your right to pursue litigation against Meta, well, then you must, well, to pursue it separately, apart from the class action lawsuit, you must request to opt out of the settlement by July 26th of this year. So the biggest difference I noticed in this story and the 700 million plus Fox News settlement story is that news of this settlement didn't cause Jake Tapper to have a full body orgasm on national TV. This one didn't arouse him at all. Jake Tapper couldn't even get it up over this settlement like he was able to just easily get it up over the Fox News settlement. What a disgusting set that must have been to be on the day that Fox News made that settlement. It was probably, I'm not even going to go into detail, but I hope they brought in hazmat team to clean up, get a, turn, get a black light and, and scrub because there's some disgustingness going on over there at CNN after news of the Fox News settlement broke. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. All right, next story. The forced integration of AI into our society that we're seeing all around us continued this week as Snapchat rolled out its customizable My AI chatbot to all users. Now, previously, this was only available to paid subscribers, but now you no longer have to pay a monthly fee to have Snapchat corrupt your children. It'll do it for free. Snapchat's chatbot, say that 10 times in a row, is powered, as they say, by OpenAI's ChatGPT, and it offers similar features as all of the other ones. It'll make recommendations, answer questions, help users make plans. And of course, it can write a haiku in seconds. Wow. That's what the company is promoting as a feature that I guess it thinks that we'll love. That's what all these companies promote as the main thing that their chatbots can do. Like that's the problem that AI has solved for society. We no longer have to live in a world where everything can't be explained to us in haiku. Finally, I mean, they want us to think this technology is going to destroy the world if we're not careful, yet the thing it clearly does best is write very generic haikus. That's not scary. That's annoying. Definitely not scary. I mean, I've seen Terminator 1, and the Terminator doesn't knock at the door and kill all of those ladies named Sarah Connor with a poem. This overhyped nonsense and the pitching of haikus now. Enough already. Oh, I failed to mention that Snap's chatbot will also be able to do that thing that all of the other ones can do, which is say things it's not supposed to when strategically prompted to. Not going to focus on that part of the story for now. What I want to focus on is the advertising and marketing angle here. I've heard some people talk about how they believe the problem with this AI search bot and chat bot stuff is that it eliminates most of the marketing opportunities that advertisers have, which 
you know, results in them spending so much money on these platforms because, you know, the way the Internet works now, put something in in a search, you get back all these links and you just get bombarded with the ads because there's all that advertising space. But with these AI chatbots, they don't return a bunch of links. They just tell you the answer. So they don't offer up all of that ad space where all that money can be spent. But that doesn't mean that there won't be another way that advertisers through these chatbots will be able to spend money to, to sell products to us. In fact, if the chatbots work the way that they, they hope that they will, they will be, the, the ads will be far more effective and they'll be far more subtle. A lot of people won't even realize they're being advertised to, which is the ultimate goal of advertising. Here's why, if they do it right, I, I don't know that they will. It will be a more powerful advertising tool. The chatbots will. For some context, listen to what The Verge, who interviewed the CEO of Snap, said uh, about this subject. They said that Snap CEO Evan Spiegel is remaining tight-lipped about my AI's potential impact on Snap's advertising business, but that he does acknowledge that leveraging my AI's interactions for ad targeting could be an opportunity. Leveraging its interactions could be an opportunity. Of course, of course it will be an opportunity. First of all, my AI has an avatar, just like everybody else on your Snapchat list does. You can change its name. You can customize its appearance to your liking. It, it can appear to be just like everybody else you're communicating with and even sound like so, sound like it as well, I guess. At least they hope it would sound like it. The CEO told Verge that in the early rollout of my AI, this customization feature was one of the top requests from those early users and that he believes that so many people made this request that it speaks to the human desire to personalize things and make them feel like they are their own their own personalized my AI chatbot. The idea here, and with all these other AI chatbots, is to make you feel like you're talking to your best friend and or your most trusted advisor when you're talking to it. You know, someone that you can confide in. That way, we don't question it. And they can just inject advertising into those conversations without it feeling like we're being advertised to might not even notice it or even think about it. You know, when you're talking to your best friend, best friend in the world, and you're in the course of the conversation, during the course of the conversation, they spontaneously recommend some product to you based on what you guys are talking about in that moment. That doesn't feel like advertising to you. It, it, what it feels like is your bestie genuinely telling you some, about something that they think that you'll like. And we're far more likely to go buy something when we learn about it that way. That's the advertising opportunity here. And there's zero chance that this is not what they're planning on doing. I mean, imagine how powerful that is. You convince all these Gen Z and whoever else that they're actually talking to a real person, or at least it feels that way, who understands them, who gets them, who sees them, who doesn't dismiss them, who appreciates them. And this thing is recommending products it's like product placement in movies, but far more powerful and personalized. That's all I want to focus on for that today, because the advertising revenue is going to become a major factor in all this AI stuff here. And that is what I, I, I'm keeping my eye on anyway. Also, speaking of AI, the streaming show Picard, which is in season three right now, it's ongoing, is doing a pretty good job of reflecting our current reality. You know, if you can call our current reality that... 
it's doing a pretty good job. And I got to give a minor spoiler alert here. I'll give you a couple of seconds to skip forward if you want. Okay, here's how Picard season three is reflecting reality. Most of the gang from Star Trek The Next Generation is back together with Jean-Luc, including Data, except it's not the same Data that we remember. Not exactly, anyway. It's a split personality Data where one of his personalities is the Data that we all know and love, and that Data helps the crew immensely in ways that no human ever could because of its AI power, you know? And the other personality is a rogue antagonistic data who hates the crew and promises to destroy them all. You know, just like Google Bard and chat GPT do sometimes. Nice reflection of reality, Picard season three. Picard season one and two, they were awful. Picard season three, surprisingly good, actually. And finally, on to the last story that I'm going to get to for now. As you all know, I'm sure, RFK Jr. announced that he's running for president earlier this week. What you might not have seen was the amazing headline about his announcement from the New York Post. Here's what it says. Never seen so many hot MILFs inside RFK Jr.'s White House bid launch. Obviously, there's a bunch of photos of MILFs in tight shirts, and the article, like all of the other reporting, Calls him a conspiracy theorist, anti-vaxxer, demonization words like that. But later on in the article, it goes on to say, there were an eclectic mix of staid NPR bag-clutching New England preppies, a few women brandishing anti-vaccine signs, and more than a smattering of 50-ish California blondes in the vein of Kennedy's wife, actress Cheryl Hines. A man who was at the rally was quoted as saying, I've never seen so many hot MILFs in my life, and they're all flirting. What a great quote to get from someone on the ground there. And to that, I say that this upcoming presidential race continues to look like it's going to be perhaps the most entertaining and now MILF-filled campaigns in all of history. And I'm all for that. I'd like to see a a, a MILFs for Kennedy Super PAC form or something like that, or maybe some campaign ads featuring some of America's most voluptuous MILFs sipping mimosas by the pool as they tell us why MILFs are all in for RFK Jr. in 2024. The campaign ads that we're going to see in the coming year are going to be historic. I am looking forward to that because I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Amidst all the other chaos, anyway. Okay, I got to run for now. Thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day.